Good morning, church. My name is Paxton Smith. I'm super excited to be here today. Uh, as Scott mentioned earlier, I did grow up going to this church. Awesome. Loved it. Amazing place to be. Uh, graduated high school. Went off to college where I met my beautiful wife, Sarah, who's over there. And, you know, just loving life. We just got married, I think um, two and a half months ago, but it's been great. So I'm super excited to be here. And I, and I love what what we're, what we're going to be going over today. It's encouraged me, and I believe it will encourage you as well. So a few months ago, kind of before all of this started happening, Scott and I were talking just about some different things, and we got on to talking about how other people view Jesus. And that's an interesting thought. I start thinking about Matthew's point of view, being a tax collector, how he might view Jesus' teaching, or as Peter's, as a fisherman, what he might take from what Jesus has to say. And then people like Mary, uh, his mother, I, I couldn't imagine what it'd be like to be Mary's mother through, or Jesus' mother through all that. That would have been crazy. But then I got started thinking, how do people in our church view Jesus? What do the people in our church think about Jesus? So I put together this little video. I hope you enjoy it. Um, and I'm asking our, some church members some couple of questions. Here are the questions. How would you describe Jesus with one word? And who is the person who has been an example of Jesus in your life? So they're going to go uh, over these, these questions and answers. And I would like you to think about these questions and, and answers as well. On your table are little index cards and pens. I strongly encourage you to jot down your answers. And, and fill out how you would respond to these questions. And if you're at home, uh, feel free to grab a pen and a piece of paper and write down your answers as well. I will be referencing back towards these uh, during the sermon, uh, so just to keep those in mind. So let's, let's watch this video. The one word I would use to describe Jesus is love. Resurrected. Love. Good. Freedom. Compassionate. Love. Awesome. Countercultural. Awesome. Love. Loving. Brother. Savior. I would say the two people that had the most influence in my life to point me towards Jesus. Uh, first is my grandfather. Uh, just uh, always had, uh, had his Bible open, very loving, very kind, and spent... Uh, his life following Jesus. And the second I would give to John York as he kind of helped me make sense of this walk with Jesus. My parents. My granddad. I'm Ross Cochran, and he was my freshman year Bible professor. Larry Dottie, and he was my grandpa. Greg Pertle, my youth minister growing up. My parents. Betty Weddle, my mother. Family. My grandmother. My parents and grandparents. My parents. My parents. My grandmothers, both on both sides of the taller Sunday school. As we saw, with only one word, many people describe Jesus so differently. As we also saw, many people describe Jesus with love. And I think that sums up Jesus pretty well. Um, we also see that friends, family, mentors all have played a, a role in the way we view Jesus and 
how we perceive and go through this life. So as I kept thinking about the characters in the Bible and how they view Jesus, one of them jumped out to me, and that's what brings us to Timothy. Growing up, everyone would always say, you know, Timothy is a lot like, is a lot like me or, or young men. He's young, he's a Christian, dashing good looks, um, just trying to get by. And the more I thought about it, there's one more way that he's a lot like me. And that's he never actually got to see Jesus physically. Timothy was around, probably around 12 when Jesus died, and the, it's not exact, but he, he probably was born, but very young. But he lived north of the Mediterranean Sea in Lystra, whereas Jesus did most of his ministry in life east of the Mediterranean Sea. So he never actually got to meet Jesus, and that's just like me and you. Um, so Timothy never got to experience Jesus in the flesh, However, he did get to experience Jesus through the people around him, like his family and his friends. So just like us, we get to read the, the stories and the letters, but he never got to see Jesus. Luckily, though, Jesus is bigger than that. Jesus can, can work through people's lives without ever actually having to meet them. And he does that through the people around us. So just like Timothy, we have family members in our life that have played a big role and uh, just showed us what, Jesus, what it means to be Jesus. Timothy's mother and grandmother uh, kind of helped him grow up uh, in Lystra and played a huge role in Timothy's faith. And as we're going to see today, he meets Paul. And just like we have friends and mentors. Paul was a mentor to Timothy, and uh, Timothy's going to see what it means to be Jesus through Paul's life. So before we get to Timothy, before we get to the letter of Timothy, Paul meets Timothy in Lystra, where Paul can already see Timothy's faith because of his, his mother and his grandmother. And so Paul takes Timothy under his wing, and they start going through this life together teaching, learning, spreading the gospel, um, loving people, all while Timothy is learning what it means to be an example of Christ. And so eventually, Paul needs Timothy to go to Ephesus, a church with many problems, as we heard earlier. And, and Paul sends Timothy to be that example, to live out Christ to those people. And Timothy gets to start to realize what it means to be the example, to, to lead other people to Christ. And Paul's going to write two letters to Timothy, and that's what we now call 1st and 2nd Timothy. So today, we're going to be in 1st Timothy chapter 1. And I'd like to thank Adam for reading that earlier uh, and opening that opening paragraph. And I'd like to point out a few things. The first was in verse 2. Paul addresses this letter to Timothy and calls him, My true son. Not only was Paul Timothy's mentor, but they were also great friends. N not just friends, but he considered him his own son. And I think that is an amazing relationship. As we keep going, we're going to see how Timothy perceives Jesus through the, the actions of Paul and his writing. And if we look back to verse 5, uh, Paul writes, The goal of this command is love. Paul is reminding that the goal of Jesus the reason Jesus came was to love. And Paul already knew this. 
Paul had great examples like his mother and his grandmother and Paul. Paul is just reminding Timothy this because right now Timothy is dealing with some very difficult people. We heard that they are going into meaningless talks and, and myths and genealogies, and, and that's not what we need. So uh, Paul is reminding him because of the difficult people he's working with. And I deal with difficult people too. I'm a, I'm a high school teacher, and I'm a brother, I'm a son. I, sometimes there's some difficult people that I have to deal with, and I need this reminder as well. So Paul is continuing to be that example of Jesus to Timothy through his writing. And, and, and Timothy is being reminded of what it means to be Jesus. And then in verse 8, Timothy writes, who the law, or sorry, Paul writes, who the law is for. He says, not only is the law for the righteous, but it's also for these people. I think I have a slide. Maybe. He says, the law is not just for the righteous, but it's for the lawbreakers, the rebels, the ungodly, the sinful. The list goes on and on. It's not just for the people we get along with. It's for the people that we maybe don't get along with, the, the people that are difficult to work with. And it's hard for me to look at this list and, and really see myself getting along with all of these people because there's some pretty, pretty crazy stuff on this list. But this is why Jesus came. This is why Jesus loves. It's also important to remember that this isn't the only list. We also have to include these groups of people and many others, the bullies, the ex-spouses, the bad drivers. These are people we are called to love. These are people that Jesus came for. And when we start getting to that, it's, it might get a little difficult because that's real. You know, we, we deal with these people maybe daily. But Timothy is able to love these people because the example set by Paul and his family. And Timothy is able to, to be examples because of the examples that came before him. Seeing the way others perceive Jesus help us understand Jesus more. So who have been the examples in your life? Who is written on your card? Who has helped you in this walk towards Jesus? Maybe it's a family member, as we saw in the video, mentors, ministers. It could be a, uh, I had some lists, um, a friend help you get through a divorce, a minister help you get through the loss of a loved one. Whoever it is, they were an example to you, and they helped you show what it means to be a Christ-like example. As I was preparing for this sermon, I thought of many people in my life who have been Christ-like examples, uh, family members, ministers, mentors, and one came to mind that I really wanted to acknowledge. His name is Kevin. So many of you probably don't know Kevin. I met him when I went to college. He was the youth minister at the church that I went to. And then I actually got to uh, work with him a little bit as a summer intern one, one summer. And every day I got to see the way he interacted with one another, the way he listened to other people, the way he taught, the way he, he prayed, just the way he treated everyone in front of him with love and compassion. I got to, I got to see all of the people that knew him saw Jesus through the way he acted, and I could really tell he was a man after God's own heart. It's not that he's just the nicest person, even though he is nice. It's not that he just gives everyone anything that they want, even though he does help people. It's that he treats the person in front of him with love and respect. 
So with that being said, I wanted to thank him. I wanted to show him that I appreciated him in some way, that he's influenced my life. I wanted to let him know that the effects he does changes others, allows them to strive to be better. So I sent him this text message, and this is real. It even says Kevin. Um, so it wasn't today, though. Um, and, and I wanted just to tell him, Thank you. Thank you for being that example in my life. Thank you for showing me what it means to be like Jesus. And not just for me, but for many people. I got to see other people and how he affected them. And I did this for a couple of reasons. One of the reasons was he may not have known the effect that he played on my life. And I wanted to let him know that he is doing good work and he is expanding God's kingdom. And as a bonus, a wonderful conversation followed, filled with love and encouragement, and I was really, really grateful for that. So what I want to do right now is I want to challenge you with a task. So right now I want you to take out your phone, and it's okay, you're in church. You can take out your phone and think about that person that's on your card. Think about that person who has changed your life or encouraged you in some way. And there's multiple people that have changed your life who have, have shown uh, examples of Christ. Uh, but think of one, maybe the one that's on your card. If that person on your card has passed, which I know many of us have had godly examples that have passed away, I am truly sorry for your loss. But I know that person was a great example of Christ if they got you to where you are right now. So maybe think of someone else who has been an example of Christ to you, someone who has helped you in this walk. And what I want you to do right now is to send that person a text message. I want you to send that person a text message thanking them for the example that they have played in your life. I'm going to give you a little bit of time. Um, you can use this exact message. I think we can put it back you can use the exact same message. I would change the name, but you can use the exact same one and, and thank the person that has affected your life in some way, that has, has led you towards Christ and let them know the way they live affects others. So I'm going to give you just a little bit of time while you finish that up and then I'm going to keep going. I hope you continue to do this. Maybe, you know, Every time you think of someone, send them a text. Because I know this is a huge encouragement receiving this message. It's a reminder that the way we live helps the people around us. But as we thank our mentors, as we thank the people who have affected us and shown us what it means to be like Christ, I also want us to think about who are the people that you are an example to? Who are the people in your circle of influence that you show what it means to be Jesus I believe that each and every one of us is fully capable of showing the world what it means to be Jesus. But don't just take my word for it. Let's look back and see what Paul has to say to Timothy back in verse 12. So I'll be reading verses 12 through 16. And in verse 12, Paul tells Timothy, I thank Christ Jesus for our Lord who has given me strength that he has considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service. Paul is thanking Jesus for being the example that Paul got to see. Jesus was Paul's example. And then as we see, Paul is going to be Timothy's example, and it's a chain. This, it doesn't stop. It keeps going. He's, he keeps going in verse 13. Even though I was once a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a violent man, 
I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. 14. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Jesus' love and grace and mercy expand well past our mistakes and failures. Jesus still loves. Jesus is still the example. Verse 15. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And he says, of whom I am the worst. Paul is saying, I am the worst of the worst, but Christ still came to save me. He is the worst of worst, and Christ came to save me, and he came to save me and you as well. Verse 16. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, again, the worst of sinners, Christ might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. That's, that's, that's great. We, we see Paul is recognizing the fact that he is an example through Christ. Paul claims to be the worst of the worst, and yet God still uses him. Timothy was encouraged by this because he knows Paul killed Christians in his past. He was not a believer. He failed at many things, and yet God still used him. Timothy was even directly influenced by Paul's example, and he knows it's now his turn. It doesn't matter what I've done. It doesn't matter where I am, how old I am, what I'm doing. God can use me, and he can use you as well. So I want you to be thinking, who can you be an example to this week? How will you be an example of Jesus to someone this week? You might be the only Bible someone reads. You might be the only light a coworker sees. Or you might be the reason someone is saved just by the way you live. There is someone out there that needs you. Someone who is waiting eagerly to be loved. Someone who needs to be listened to and respected. And you are that person. You can be the example of Jesus to someone else. Let's imagine just for a second what it would be like if just everyone in this room was an example of Jesus this week. Or everyone listening online, if you were an example of Jesus this week. How would Western Hills be different if we were all examples of Jesus? If it helps, let's, let's make it a little smaller. Let's imagine what it would look like if your spouse woke up and loved you every single day the way Jesus loves. Or if, say, your kids got along for any amount of time. Or your coworkers listened and respected you and served you. What would that be like? Let it start with you and me. Let us be the examples of Jesus. It is our turn. So let's ask ourselves again, how will you be an example of Jesus to someone this week? You are the example of Jesus. God will use you. You just have to let him. So as I close, I want to encourage you with this, this, this prayer. I hope it blesses you and, and, and keeps you going. So let, let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you. We thank you for your son. We thank you for all of the examples of Jesus you have put in our lives. I pray that you bless the people listening right now, that you give them the strength and the confidence to be the examples of Jesus. Be the examples of your love and grace.
I pray that you be with each one of us this week as we look to serve the people around us, as we look to find ways to be examples of Jesus, and we sh- as we strive to be more like you. You are the King of kings, and we thank you for all of the things that you've given us. It's in your Son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much. I hope that this has encouraged you as much as it has encouraged me, and I pray that uh, this week we can strive to be more like Jesus and look for ways to serve him. Thank you.